little, clap. That's the world's smallest violin, it but is. also the world's yeah. park crab. Tiny Jericho. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Country Hipster Podcast. My name is Paul. I am the Country Hipster. This is my brother and co-host, Adam. What's up, guys? How you guys doing out there? Um, first, we're going to get right into what we're drinking. We've actually okay. talked about this a few times on the podcast, and Adam went out today and got it. Neshaminy Creek Brewing, which uh, they have several locations, um, teamed up with Rita's Water Ice. Uh, I'm sorry, we're, in, we're I got to do it right. Rita's mm-hmm. Water Ice, because mm-hmm. we're, you know. We're Philly natives. Philly natives. Um and uh, yeah, so they they teamed up and they made a mango blonde ale with mango, like with the Rita's water ice. So I am trying it for the first time. I was actually pretty excited about trying this. Yeah, this is a, it's so, actually pretty good. It's um yeah. I said earlier, um, Katie was drinking one uh, with dinner, and I said it. Uh, it's a very like sit on the beach and drink all day kind of beer. Yeah, this is this would get me into trouble. Fuck yeah, this mm-hmm. is good. Yeah, good job, Nishamani Creek. So I'm trying to see. So what I am, what we are going to be doing on this podcast as well at some point is I am going to have Adam in this vein, but not nearly as good as this at all. I am going to have Adam try two of probably the worst beers I've ever had in my life as well. So that should be fun, but this is very fucking nice. Well done. It's a bold statement. Worst beers. Well, considering how shitty, like the shitty beers that I drink. Yeah, for me to say that it's like one of the worst beers that I've ever had, it's a it's a pretty bald statement. So let me um actually it, let me untap this. It does not say it on the can, at least anywhere that I can. See. Oh no, it does right there in front of my fucking face. This is a five percent. Oh, that's um, nice. That's fucking crushable. Yeah, yeah, that's very crushable. Blonde. It's refreshing. With oh man, it is it is nice. It is nice. I mean, um, where is it? Oh, fuck, I can't find it. Now that now that we've, uh, if you go on me, I've I've checked it in recently, so it's like the last. Thing. If you if you can't find it, just look up. Me. I'll look up you. ADA. Um, I say now that we've sucked Nishamini Creek's dick. Yes. For ten minutes. Um, yes. Um. Now, okay. Now let's cup the balls. First off, okay, I'll I'll fucking check it in later. I don't care. People are already like, "What the fuck? This is going to be another forty-five minutes of them talking about Sorry. stupid shit." And Sorry, Tom. Nothing about the <laughs> the album that we're here to talk about. So, so let's get into the forty-five minutes now. Yeah. First of all, um, well, I guess second of all at this point, intro music. The Unholy Four from Charlottesville, Virginia. Dirty Knife is the name of the song. Go check it out. They actually, it's not just like a like a 10 second clip of a song. There's really a whole song that goes with it. It's, it's a pretty good song. It'd be sound if it was just like, like, it's not a 10 second clip. It's actually 15 seconds Yeah, long. it's 15 seconds long. You only get 10 seconds from us, uh, which is probably true of other things as well. Yeah. But um, so at any rate, uh, yes, Unholy Four from Charlottesville, Virginia. Go check them out. Spotify, Bandcamp, uh, Instagram, all that fun shit. Um, but the, the, but probably actually the most important thing we need to talk about is the, uh, the Katie bet. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> as we discussed in the last episode, it had been at that point, um, week and a half over a week. Yeah. And, uh, we were like, fuck, she, she still hasn't yeah, noticed. Hasn't, she hasn't, hasn't noticed, noticed the, the kitchen. The um, so, so to give you guys total reference for if people are just listening for the first time, or if you really weren't paying attention, or maybe we didn't describe it well enough. So my kitchen, I've, I have a pretty, I've really decent sized kitchen and, and we have in the middle of all the cabinets is a, is a uh, floor to almost ceiling uh, pantry. And it's like two doors, you open it out and you got things you could pull out as well. It's actually yeah. really fucking convenient, but the people we bought the house from at some point, um, 
there's the space. It's probably what was what would you say? It was about two feet between the top. No of the, less. It's probably less. it's it's about it's probably like about foot foot and a half okay. between the top of the cabinet and the the ceiling. Right, and and the way that they're designed, at least on the other cabinets, is that there's basically these panels that go across them and and enclose it. It's it's dead space. It's not space that no. would be usable anyway. Um, but all the other cabinets have the dead space above this pantry is is they tried to do something fancy didn't work out um they didn't even paint the ceiling to match the rest of the ceiling which was which was weird as well no. but like whatever it was something that like they were trying to do something it looked like what they were trying to do was kind of have uh like spindles on the corners and try to do something in between but it didn't yeah it didn't it, happen it, it didn't work out and it well. didn't work out well and it was just basically an empty space and from the time we like moved into the house it's something like oh do you think adam can fix that it's something katie was constantly saying to me i was like yeah man adam can fucking do that but we're like mm. a year and a half actually living here and uh you know we just whatever he just didn't get around to it and so i Kate- say the, the the biggest problem was um that to i knew to do it i needed my actual table saw right my table right. saw table saw not my piece of shit one that i can just throw in the back of my car mm-hmm. um and that was at my old house and then it moved up here to paul's but it was up here at paul's disassembled um so i finally took the time to reassemble my table saw and fill in this negative space a more proper way um yes. than the previous owners did yes yes you did and and it looks great it really does it looks great and you know, Adam got that done, but one of the, one of my motivations of it was that uh, Katie would not let me hang up the dartboard, which we had to put some like uh, like plywood backing on the no. on that as well. Um, but she wouldn't let me put up the dartboard until Adam had done the uh, yeah. So we figured. Kitchen. So I did both of them in a day. Yes. To- and she was gone, and uh, you know we set the over under, and I figured the kitchen was pretty pretty obvious that she would notice. Hey, you're probably gonna notice it right away. I think we set the over under three days. I said two days that she would notice. Adam set it at, at even, and we got to just about two weeks. <laughs> and even then, I will say that that Katie didn't actually notice that it was done. What what happened was. Um, I, I honestly started feeling bad. Can about, you can you not leave her alone with Regina, please? I know. Right? <laughs> I I well to for to to defend her, you did a really good job of like that. Just fucking blends in. What you did was like excellent. In all, and I say, in all fairness, what I I had originally tried to match the stain, which if you've ever tried to match stain, especially old stain, it it doesn't work well. Mm-hmm. So I ended up using. They, they had taken the panels out of this space, so there was this negative space, but they had left the panels on top of the cabinets. So I was able to use the majority of the thing I was used to enclose it was the existing panels that were already re- originally there. So right. um, I didn't really have to match the stain for much. Um, and um, so it ended up working out nicely because it's probably how exactly how it looked when it was actually done right. in the first place. Exactly, exactly. And um, so, but yeah, I started actually feeling kind of bad. Like, oh, I'm not telling my wife about something. She's not noticing it. So so I tried dropping little hints at one point. Like, I I like, it, it was funny. The one day, this is, this is like the, before she does, like, like she came in the kitchen and I hugged her and I'm holding her and I kind of turn her and I start rocking her back and forth like this. So she's like, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. I'm just rocking you. No, so like, just- she would like, to hopefully see it and be like, I just, oh, look at that. I just love you, baby. Yeah, that did that that didn't work. So so then um so like where I do a lot of like the stuff with the crock pot, right? It's like right underneath the cabinets. And so yeah. so this it it actually worked out really well. And uh 
she's like, yeah, the steam's coming up. You shouldn't do the crock pot here anymore. You should do it on the other cabinet and whatnot. And she's like, it's starting to like discolor the, the wood a little bit, this, that, and the other thing on the, on the cabinets. And I was like, oh, I'm not worried about that. She's like, what do you mean you're not fucking worried? I was like, oh, if, 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 it get, if, it gets, if it gets messed up, Adam can just fix that. That's not a problem. And she, and she just looks at me. She's like, yeah, Adam's going to fix shit around here. We've been asking him for how long to fix shit. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you should fucking look around and see what he does or doesn't do. And she's like, well, I've been asking for it. <laughs> oh fuck when did that happen oh that's great and then i just had to laugh i'm like yeah that happened like two weeks ago <laughs> that's fucking great paul didn't tell me the story of how he actually yeah. told it that's fucking beautiful so i did i did drop the hint because i'm like god damn it when is she because because worst case scenario she was going to find out about the dartboard this past weekend because yeah. we had a barbecue here and we actually opened up the garage doors put all the food down here if you actually see on tiktok i put in i i uh Put a thing on the uh, country hipster TikTok showing a little 360 view, getting ready to set up on the uh, the uh, barbecue and called it the Ottsville Barbecue Garage. Um, well, it's not; it's the Ottsville Record Garage. Um, so she would have seen the dartboard. So you know, in that time, which I think we we put the over under at three weeks mm-hmm. for the dartboard, because um, like honestly, I don't know that she's been in the garage since. Uh, since we put it up uh, until this past weekend. So she would have found out this weekend anyway. And I just, you know, which I don't know if that would have been funnier or not. If she was like with all of, with everybody here, like, wait, when the fuck did the dartboard go? Why didn't he do my kitchen yet? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, that I, I would have enjoyed that. Cause I came over for the barbecue. Yeah. So she, I would have just loved to have been there for the moment where she's like, you can fucking hang this, but you can't do that. I'm like, yeah, but that would have see. So she was in here like early, you know what I mean, yeah. like helping me like move stuff around. No, yeah. So she would she would have seen it. So, or maybe she wouldn't have noticed. She didn't notice the kitchen for two weeks. So it's who true. knows? No, nah, she is. She would have been much more observant of the dartboard, but because uh, no. that doesn't blend in with the with the door. It just, no, it's, it's just there. Yeah. So um, we have a um, uh, also a special sponsor today. Um, this podcast is brought to you by Snoop's Dogs. You want, you want to get me a hot dog there? You want a hot dog? It's Dollar dog, dog Night here at the Oswald Record Yeah, garage. Dollar Dog Night with Snoop's Dogs. I got the got the things over there. Oh, you even brought the mustard? I brought the mustard. We got rolls. We got, you know what I mean? Got some, got some tongs over there. So our brother Mike, who is named for the box of Mike, works for Deets and Watts and Hot Dogs. And um, they're not just they're not just called Deets and Watson hot dogs. They're just, like, they're like, just Deets. Yeah. They're, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so um he's very he's a very good company man and loves loves his Deets and Watson to the point where he went out and bought a hot dog roller. Um so so he uh he lent us the uh, hot dog roller for the barbecue, which actually really turns out to be very convenient. If you if you get the chance to get a hot dog roller and use that for a barbecue, so you don't have to use your grill. And actually, it's actually pretty fucking convenient. These are bacon cheese dogs, although there's not very much bacon in it. I will say that, and not enough cheese, in my opinion. But we're calling them Snoop's dogs, and uh, I'm sure you could figure out why we're calling them Snoop's dogs today. So, so thank you. We might be we might be eating some hot dogs as the night goes on. Um, so I'm not really gonna get this in. Is, this is the second time we've eaten on this podcast. <laughs> Oh yeah, it is. It is two weeks in a row too, yeah. actually. So I'm not I'm not really gonna get into individual of what have you been up to because I know what us motherfuckers have been up to. We were supposed to record last week. That's right. We have a joint what are you up to? We have a joint what are you up to? And um instead of recording, um we went to see the band of the album that we're talking about tonight. Um uh, the album, in case you're wondering, is Gaslight Anthem, the fifty nine sound which is right here. This was one of Adam's picks. 
and we went to see the Gaslight Anthem last Thursday night in Bethlehem. Um, it was it was a lot of fun, you know. Um, so the way this whole thing started yes. was, um, I had texted Paul and said, "Hey, Gaslight's coming in May. Um, let me figure out like what my schedule will be. My schedule ends up usually being um, Tuesday through Saturday, so." The show being on a Thursday, I was kind of screwed. So I went to put in for a um, for a day off, but then the other overnight manager put in for vacation that week, and his got put in before I had a chance to put my day in. Mm-hmm. So he was on vacation. Um, so I had kind of given up on seeing the show. Um, and then what had happened was the good fucking hot dog. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you like the longer they cook, the more the bacon. The comes better they get. Yeah. Yep. Um. So while this while the other manager was on vacation, a manager from another store was supposed to come. Uh, I refer to it as celebrity bartend every time mm-hmm. a manager comes from a different store. Um, he was supposed to come celebrity bartend the two days where I would have off last week. Um, between some miscommunication, the other manager that was supposed to come relieve me ended up also being on vacation last week. So... Um, originally I had volunteered, so I, I, I went into work, I worked Wednesday, excuse me, I worked Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, my store manager calls me and tells me that this guy isn't available to cover. I was supposed to work, have off Tuesday, Wednesday, and then do Thursday through yesterday, Monday, Mm -hmm. Memorial Day. So when he called me Monday and told me this, I volunteered to work straight through Monday. Um, because I've always said I'm, I'm, uh, I'm judgmental of myself enough to not know if I'm doing a good job at my job. Mm -hmm. But I know the one thing I am good at is being a body that's there and capable. So Mm -hmm. I'll always volunteer to be there as much as possible if it helps out. Um, But he's like, Oh no, no. He's like, I don't, he's like, I get when, when I get paid overtime, I get paid. My overtime gets very, very expensive. So he didn't want to pay me as much overtime Mm -hmm. as he already Mm -hmm. had to pay me. So he's like, how about you work Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I'll give you off Thursday. And I was like, okay. So I texted Paul and I was like, hey, we were supposed to record on Tuesday. And I was like, hey, I can't record tomorrow, but I can record Thursday. And he's like, cool. And then I texted him, I think the next night, we said something and um, we ended up getting the tickets. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, it all kind of fell into to plan that we ended up finally getting to see the show. See the show that, that we had talked about a while back and didn't think was going to happen, but it was like, it was pretty perfect. Um, that we did get to see, um, got to hang out with my friend Tom and his girlfriend Trisha while we were there. I say shout out to Tom and Trisha. Tom and Trisha, yep, yep, and that was a good time. And you know, um, then we went to Waffle House afterwards, mm-hmm. which, which uh, Adam's never been to Waffle House. I've only been to Waffle House once, and it was down in Georgia. Um, and uh, there is a Waffle House like now. You know, I'm living in the sticks. There's a Waffle House in Bethlehem, like right by uh, no. the the place where we saw the show, and. Um, Waffle House is wild. It's wild, man. It's wild. What did the What did the one girl say to you? Like, oh, when I was paying the check, I was like, I, she said something. She's like, I'm about to walk out of here. I'm like, why are you about to walk out? I'm like, is someone starting shit? And you want me to fight somebody for you? She's like, nah, I just can't take these people. I'm about to walk out of here. <laughs> and just like, just and like, you always see like TikToks of like just like wild ass fights happening at Waffle House. Nothing like that happened at no. our Waffle House. But you could see how it happened. But you could see how it happened. Yes. Just like the yes. way that the like, the I mean, it was relatively small. Yeah. 
Yep. Which kind of blew my mind because there was only like two servers and two mm-hmm. cooks. And it yep. was, but it was a relatively small place. Yeah. But just the way they all interacted with each other was <laughs> fucking like just wild. It was pretty. It was pretty crazy, and they were great. The, the workers were great. The food was good. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was Waffle House good. You know what I mean? Oh. Like it's not like you know you're getting fucking gourmet. So yeah, we went to Waffle House afterwards. Um, overall. I, I thought the show was cool. Mm. Um, it was a solid set. Um, they did a couple covers I could have done without, um, but other than that, I heard a lot of the songs that I was really looking forward to hearing. Not every song I wanted to hear mm. because generally my feeling on uh, Gaslight is that I don't particularly care for um, anything beyond the 59 sound. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah but so but i did hear like the main songs that i wanted to hear and i i thought that was uh that was pretty cool so i don't know how to how how you felt about the uh the show oh no, i'm doing meth oh, okay 12 16 21 so they played 21 songs oh was it really okay five of the 21 songs were from the 59 sound yeah so a good quarter of the yeah. show is the 59 sound yeah so. but they also did a like paul said they did a. Well, they did handwritten as well. Mother Love Bone? What the fuck? Is oh, that? Mother Love Bone. That's yeah. what it was. It wasn't Alice in Chains. Well, well no, they did yeah. do Alice in Chains. They did, they did Chloe Alice Dancer Ch- by oh, Mother okay. Love Bone. Oh, yeah. They did Wood by Alice in Chains. That's right. And then they also did Time by Pink Floyd. Yeah. I could have um, dealt without those. No, they played... Um, they Not pl- that they sounded bad. They, they played they just, something new. You know. I forget I forget where in the set the, the something new fell in. I think it was towards the beginning. But yeah, but yeah. They, they played something new. Um... But yeah, we got the I got to hear five songs off this album, which I was I was super stoked about. I, I was as well. Um when we get into a, a further segment of the podcast, we'll talk about how I wish I had heard a specific song by them. Like, okay. Um But all in all it was a good show. Like even the songs like the songs that they played that weren't fifty nine sound. I enjoy like they played American slang. I enjoy that. They song. Put, yeah, they, I don't mind American. I enjoy slang. the song hand. I, I was listening to I the album song handwritten yeah. the other day. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad album. It's not, but the fifty nine sound is better. Yes, it's yeah. a significantly better album. Yeah, the 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 handwritten again. I, like I said, my my general feelings. We'll, we'll you know we'll get into it in depth. But my general feelings about Gaslight Anthem is that they made one good album and everything else is shit. Mm. Um, that was, that was my initial feeling. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily feel that they, that handwritten is shit. Um, it's, it's actually, I, I kind of, I started as we were doing this and, and because we actually were two weeks between, uh, between podcasts, between recordings, me, I actually, um, listened to handwritten. I was like, okay, no, this is better than I thought. It's still not, <clears throat> it's still not as good as 59 sound though. I would say honestly, one of probably, one of my top five favorite um, Gaslight Anthem songs is on handwritten, and that's Biloxi Parish. Okay, yeah, um, I don't even know what song that is because yeah. I, I haven't given. But it's like, but it's, you know. it's got good. It's got Biloxi Parish. It's got too much blood. It's got Mulholland Drive. It's got Here Comes My Man. It's got Forty Five, and it's got handwritten. It's Forty Five is a decent. It's not, yeah, it, it's, and they yeah. played Forty Five the other night. Um, oh, so yeah, yeah it's it's that. not a terrible album. It's just that this album. Is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what 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 factoids do we got about the fifty nine sound there? Um, so the album was released on Side One Dummy, uh, August of ni- August nineteenth, two thousand eight. Side One Dummy is also the label that put out most of Flog and Maui stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Turner's early stuff. Uh, I don't know if Frank Turner's still on Side One Dummy. Um, Skinny Lister was mm-hmm. on Side One Dummy. There's a bunch of like bands who are like that, like you know, like almost like folk punky type yeah. of type of stuff you know which that, this kind of i think to... falls mm-hmm. nicely yeah, yeah, yeah. um the album was recorded at sage and sound studio and mad dog studios um 
in Los Angeles, I believe they are, uh, and produced by Ted Hutt, who uh, produced has produced Flogging Molly, Dropkick mm-hmm. Murphys, Mighty Mighty Boston's, Bouncing Souls, and produced one of Brian Fallon's uh, solo albums called Sleepwalker. Yep. Sleepwalkers, excuse me. Um, in uh, When the album came out, E-Music named it the best album of 2008. Named it 47th best album, 47th greatest album of the year 2008. Rolling Stone um, named, the so- named the 59 sound song as the as number two, 62 out of 100 of the 62 100 greatest songs of 2008. Okay. Um and then in 2018 they kind of did a not a anniversary edition, but they put out a um they referred to it as uh 59 sound sessions, mm-hmm. which was early demo versions of everything on the um on the album, which is fun. If you've ever have you ever listened to the sessions album? I think I listened to it once or twice. Yeah, the, it's it's interesting to see like where bits from one song ended up in another. Like if I remember correctly, the little like before Great Expectations. Okay, uh huh. Was it in was in some other song? Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Um. So that was I thought that was pretty cool. Was to hear, um, like early demo versions basically of um that kind of of the the album, mm-hmm. um. But yeah, I always joke that like I never I don't listen I don't listen to things I didn't listen to in high school. And I discovered this album like in when I was like 30, 31. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that the album came out 2 months after I graduated high school. Okay. So I was like that's pretty fucking funny that I don't listen to shit that I don't that I didn't listen to in high school, <laughs> but I'm finding new things that came out the year I graduated high school. Right, right. Um, my my overall feelings. Are you done with the factoids? Yeah, I'm done with the factoids. Okay. My overall feelings on this album is like I I love this album. Man. I could say here's what I will say about this album is that um, I have another factoid to throw in. Oh, go ahead, no, go no, ahead. continue. No, 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 because no, 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 no. it was it, it, okay. play, it plays on what you're saying. Okay, so, so this album would have been in my 25 if um, I hadn't given to given it to Adam. I say that was my factoid that this cop my copy used to be Paul's. Yeah, so so how that happened was you know this is on the uh, the internet record exchange days. Uh, Adam hit me up and was like, "Hey man, can, can you get Gaslight Anthem on a uh, on vinyl for me? Like I, I'd like I'd like to have the 59 sound on vinyl." And at the time. It was actually um, uh, it was it was uh, on back order, hmm. so I couldn't get it. And I was like, "Well, who's this for? Is this for you or for someone else?" And he was just like, oh, "It's for me." And I'm like, "Oh, just fucking take it. Yeah. Here, you can have my copy, which is which is fine." So I actually gave Adam my copy. So if this hadn't been on your 25 and I hadn't given it to you, it would have been on my 25. And if it wasn't on my 25, it would have been your album that you gifted to that, somebody. Exactly. In the pilot, we talked about albums that we that we gifted to other people to kind of set up, you know what we're doing here today. So this would have been the album that I gifted to you, but I knew it was on your 25. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so, but I was really excited that we get to talk about it yeah. and whatnot. Cause this, this probably is uh, that, that album in general is, is probably one of it's definitely in my top 25 favorite albums of all time. I would, I would think um, on the taking back Sunday episode, I, re- I said that um, for a long time, tell all your friends was what I considered my favorite album. Mm-hmm. I consider 59 sound my favorite album now. Okay. Um, right. I don't know what it is. I think I just happened to, um, I just happened to, to get it at the right time in my life that it just clicked. Um, yep. Something about it, just something about it resonated and something about it. I've said before, like when I listened to this album, 
it makes me wish that I made music for a living. It maybe gotcha. it makes me wish that I was in a band. Yeah. No, I hear it. I hear it. I I I it, this again, this is also one of those albums that kind of hit me at the the mm. right time in my life. Um I first heard and it was great expectations. I was just like when I was working um in Spectacast at the uh, in the movie industry when I was in when I was a trafficker um uh, not of drugs because i would have made a lot more money or sex or sex um <laughs> it was uh movies that nobody wanted to see um when i was doing that i would like put on spotify and just you know like uh, and honestly at the time i was listening to frank turner and tim barry and stuff like that so i like you know i would just put on like frank turner radio and like it would play like other stuff and and uh great expectations kept coming in. i'm like oh dude what is this fucking album um so the song and i was just like this is a really good song so i went back and i started like I, I listened to the whole album it was mm. on and again it was like kind of like you know um right 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 music at the right time for like the soundtrack of ever, what was going on in my life at that yeah. time um and the lyrics spoke to me and the music was good and what i and i was just like cool i really like this fucking album let me check out their other stuff and fucking hated it yeah. absolutely hated the rest of their stuff although i did hear some of brian Fallon's solo stuff mm. i was like okay this is this is better but like the rest of this, like this other shit is just it's just crap but like i said um handwritten is has grown on me yeah. the, the album handwritten um uh, I might have to go back and listen to it again a little bit more. Um, mm. But a couple of the songs on it I really liked. But like this, this was just a fucking solid fucking yeah. album, like straight through. I don't remember, I don't remember how, but I just remember hearing the '59 sound one day out of the blue, mm-hmm. and right off the bat, just the first line of the song hooked me. The what song they're gonna play when you go? I hope it's something oh, yeah, quiet yeah. and minor and peaceful and slow. Yeah, I really fucking loved that lyric, and mm-hmm. it kind of just clicked with me. So I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna check out the rest of this album," and then fell in love with the album. And then I remember seeing Paul. <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry, dude. I don't mean to cut you off, but like, <laughs> so I I had Sean from the Unholy Four up here um, over the weekend, uh, and we had the 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 barbecue in the Otso Record Garage, and I'm finding that. He left me little notes on like different things here. Like I got my um, bin over there that I've like <laughs> listed as like, you know, Paul's, uh, you know, like whatever this, this stuff. And he like, he put a note on there and sex toys and, yeah. you know, and the thing is like Katie's, Katie's stuff, but then it's, but someone put in butts. So now it says Katie's butt stuff. And I'm trying to read, I'm looking over on the, um, the Potter's pub, uh, refrigerator, which I have like a sticker when I wrote something on when I thought I was going to be like opening up to the public here. Um, and I can't read that, but I'm just seeing something about, uh, uh, it says Rando Binser dungeon or something, something dungeon. Rando Binger. Du- yeah. So <laughs> I'm sorry. So I'm just like laughing at these little notes. I'll have to, I'll have to see what they are and see if I can find them all. And, you know, maybe I'll uh, do a collage on, uh, on the Instagram. <laughs> so, but anyway, go on. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, so I, I start I started listening to the album, fell in love with it. It became like almost like probably once I like the first time I listened to the album for probably about a week after that, like every time I was in the car, I was putting that album on. Yeah. Um and then I remember seeing Paul at a um I remember seeing Paul at uh, a bar down by me, uh, called Crafty's. Paul was playing a solo show and he started playing Great Expectations. And it was one of those things where I was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't know Paul knew or, like, 
a, liked music enough that I liked that mm-hmm. he would actually, you know, take that, the time to learn that's something. That's the second time I've done that, That's too. what I mean. That's a, yeah, the first time we, I talked about it. The first time was Bright Eyes, and then this, the second time was Gaslight Anthem. I am a well-rounded individual, yeah. sir. I will play anything. I'll play yeah. Gaslight Anthem, and then I'll play Jimmy fucking Buffett. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what I do. Um. So, yeah, so I just kind of always, um, once I found the album, I it, like Paul said, it hit me at the right time. You know, lyrics resonated. The music's good. Um, are you ready for another one? I am. I'll okay. say, let me try one of your ones that are. One of these that are. While worst, you're while you're trying to find me your worst ones, I uh, I told Paul, um, I've brought up Hard Times News before on the show. Um, Hard Times News has has had some funny things um, about Gaslight Anthem. One of the the top article from on Gaslight Anthem for on Hard Times News is a. Uh, I'll probably be the only guy with American traditional tattoos wearing docks in a jean jacket at the Gaslight Anthem show tonight. <laughs> there was a lot of Doc Martens. There, were a, lot of Doc there was a couple yep. jean jackets in yep. the crowd the other yep. night. Yep. Yep. Uh, in, including uh, uh, Brian Fallon's uh, oversized yeah. tan jean jacket. Yeah. So think, uh, think uh, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to body shame the guy, but I think Tom was right when he said, I didn't know John Poplar was singing for the fucking Gaslight Anthem now. Oh, I don't think he was wrong. So. Uh, we have uh, the Gaslight Anthem tour delayed until band figures out how to load gear into a 57 Thunderbird. Oh, God. And then my personal favorite is uh, it's just a picture of uh, Brian Fallon like standing next to a trash can with a flashlight shining on him. And the, the person holding the flashlight is Bruce Springsteen. Oh, God. So it just says Bruce Springsteen catches Brian Fallon in garbage cans again. <laughs> That's great. That's I like great. that's fucking funny. Yep. So I am drinking here. Um, I played uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, at the Bucks County Brewery or Bucks County Brewing, however they however they actually have it. Uh, Bucks County Brewery is actually out in Pipersville. Good. And I have the Tiger Eye Amber Ale um, in the can here, which has really cool fucking design on it. Um, I'm actually in talks with working um, with Bucks County Brewing on some kind of like crossover vinyl and beer stuff. Um, so uh, talked very very briefly with the one of the the co-owner Glenn yesterday about um, you know maybe maybe starting to put some stuff forward in the fall. So keep an eye out for that. But uh, I am drinking one of their beers here now. I have not tried this one, so I'm very. Very interested in trying that, and Adam, um, I don't know, do you want to talk about that beer? Do you want to actually name what it is, what I consider one of the worst beers ever made? Um, I mean, if, as long as you're fine with I that. I don't fucking care. I, uh, I am drinking uh, Rusty Rail Brewing's uh, Fog Monster, and this one specifically, now that I'm, I'm figuring this out, there's multiple different. There are. Um, this is the Mixed Berry Creamsicle Hazy mm-hmm. IPA. Yes. Um, when you scan it, though, it pops up as the orange creamsicle IPA. So now I have to find the fucking mixed berry one. Oh. Um, Wasn't that it? No, it's pomegranate. Oh, it's pomegranate. Okay. Yeah, there's all kinds of fucking shit. There's strawberry, there's banana, there's pomegranate, there's mixed berry. Oh, you'll be trying the banana, yeah, too. Yeah. Don't worry. I got the banana right, for I'm, I'm going to give up on looking for it for now. Uh, um, but it smells good, at least. It does smell good. It smells good, but now taste it. And it's, um, you will find Adam's tasting it and he's making a face. He's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. No, it tastes like something that I've had before. Disgusting. No, it's Puke? not, it's not awful. So what I, what I, what I actually think it tastes like is remember a few episodes back, you were talking about how you, uh, um, were at work and you weren't feeling well and you puked up that monster and it was like a big, like mm-hmm. red, that's what I imagine that that puke must've tasted. No, like. this actually isn't, it's not. It's not spectacular. It's not good. It, no, no, it's not spectacular, but it's I like 
It's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's. I've had worse beer than this. Okay. All yeah, right. I've had. I've had way worse. Beer I mean, than considering this. I'm the person who likes beer that looks like piss, um, and I'm saying it's pretty bad looking, pretty bad tasting. Yeah, I can't figure um, out. It kind of tastes like. Um, Remember, uh, remember, Starburst had the the berries and cream flavors. Oh no, I don't. Oh yeah, that's what it kind of tastes like, dude. Okay, it's like start berries and cream Starburst. Okay, uh, I got. I'm trying to find say, this I, one. I don't mind it. It's not bad. Okay, All right. I couldn't sit down. I couldn't sit down and drink like a bunch of them like I could the Ritas. Okay, but it's not awful. Yeah, I could have I, one. I could have one or two of them. No, I I do agree with you. It is. It is not. Um, it is. It is not like the Rita. Rita's is like a whole different thing because the mango on the Rita's is like it's it's subtle. Yeah, it's there. It's there and it's constant, but it's a subtle constant. You know what I mean? If that if that makes any sense whatsoever, and Nate Bucks County Brewery does not have this one on untapped, so I will have to go back and check that in too later. But this uh this one here, this Tiger Eye, which uh, I know I think they only have available in the uh, sixteen ounce cans at the brewery right now, is very nice. It's um look it's a it's an amber ale, um and it is every bit of an amber ale. It's actually really really good, really drinkable. It's smooth, it's light, a little caramely, um, but um get a little little hints, little little bit of hints of like some coffee on that as well. But uh but it's good, it's very good. I would uh I would definitely recommend that. Um, but uh back to the album we're here to talk about. Yes, uh, which is the Gaslight Anthem Fifty Nine Sound. That it- I have a shirt. I bought a shirt from the show, so I am wearing that. Um, uh, I am a fanboy, so I will do that. It's um, right. As long you weren't, you you didn't put the shirt on though. At the show, no, mm-hmm. no, you don't do that. That's it. That's something that I've always been. Um, me and Zach have always had a theory where it's okay to. Um, hey, it's been eight years since I started using Untapped. Oh well, look at Congrats, you. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. Um, uh, me and Zach have always talked about like it's okay to wear a band's t-shirt to the concert. Okay. Provided that like, so like Zach and I had talked about, we saw Take Back Sunday on the 10th anniversary tour mm-hmm. of Tell All Your Friends. Mm-hmm. Zach had a, Zach still owned a Taking Back Sunday, like one of like the first Take Back Sunday right, t-shirts right, right. to come out. So if you're wearing like one of the t-shirts that first came out and you could tell that it like you, like, and it was you, you could yeah. tell that the shirt was road, road worn. Uh-huh. Like if you're just like if you went out and bought the like the newest Take It Back Sunday shirt and wore it to the concert, like yeah, yeah. it's a little weird. Te- yeah. okay. Teach his own, but, but like it, you're showing that you actually you've been around. Here's the here's the goofy thing about that, which I like overall, like I yeah I I generally don't wear the T-shirt of the band I'm going to see to to see them. I just, no. I just don't generally do it. I I it honestly like. Uh, there are some Birmingham six t-shirts out there. And sometimes like if I'm playing somewhere and I see someone wearing them, I feel a little weird about it for some reason. I don't know why I'm just like, Oh, thank you for the money. But like, really? You're like, we're not that good. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, but I do appreciate, I do appreciate people wearing it and whatnot. But so like, I, I'm not that person who wears like t-shirts or the thing, but I don't really care if people do, you know what I mean? No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like sit there and like, you know, there is a general rule where you tar and tar and feather somebody for wearing fucking, but th- th- this is what I'm getting to. There is a general rule where you don't wear the T-shirt of the band you're going to see to- when you're going to see the band. I think there was a whole th- scene in it with P- in PCU, uh, that movie. Did you ever see PCU with Jeremy Piven and John Farva and whatnot? No. It's basically they tried to make a, a, 
an animal house for like the 1990s. You know okay. what I mean? Um, George Clinton's in it. It's actually pretty fucking great. Uh, it's a horrible movie, but a good movie at the mm. same time. But um, it's like one of those horribly good movies. Like Snakes on a Plane. Which I've never seen, but yes. Yes, but basically, yeah, that, that idea where it's just like, yeah. eh. um, But at any rate, um, it, it, it's, it's funny how it is unacceptable generally to wear um, the band you're about to see, the T-shirt of the band you're about to see. However, if you go to a sporting event, you're expected to wear yeah. that team's they, colors you, and the team's jerseys. I say you go, like, I've you know, gone to, I, I went to a, um, I went to a Flyers game uh-huh. and I was pissed because I used to have a Flyers hat. Uh-huh. And when me and my ex separated, I moved out and I must have left the hat there. The hat was beat to shit. Like yeah. the hat looked like it had been through like a fire. Um, and I was like the one, and like so. I was going to this game. I was like, "Have you seen that fucking hat, like laying around anywhere?" I'm like, "It used to, be, it used to sit on the um, there was like a buffet server in uh-huh. the kitchen. It used to sit there, and I used to put like my keys and shit in it." Right. Um, I'm like, "Gee, have you seen that hat around anywhere?" And she's like, "No." I'm like, "Fuck." I'm like, "I'm going to a game, and I have to wear a Flyers hat to the Flyers game." <laughs> but God forbid you wear a fucking Gaslight Anthem shirt to the Gaslight yeah, Anthem Yeah, I know, shirt. I know, I know. So I went, it's funny, I went um, to a Phillies game in the spring. It was uh, it was, um, it was Regina's first game. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was like, a, at that point, a four-month-old. She doesn't really know the fucking difference anyway no. between her first game or her hundredth game. No. But um, but we took we took her, it was a day game, um, but they were actually, they were playing the Seattle Mariners. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, my oldest, my season one, at one point moved to uh, the Tacoma, Washington area mm. and we're living in Tacoma, Washington. And I even um, went, and if you don't know where Tacoma, Washington is, it's about uh, 54, I'm sorry, 45 minutes uh, south of Seattle. I believe it's south. Yeah. Um, and so uh, when I was out there, uh, two, two of them, my son Jack and, and my son Ethan, we went to see um, the Seattle Mariners play the uh, the Boston Red Sox, and I have like a throwback Seattle Mariners hat. Mm. So I thought it'd be kind of cool uh, since since the Mariners were coming to Philadelphia this year to take Jack specifically. Yeah. You know, me, Katie, her brother, my nephew Nathan, uh, Jack, and Regina. We all we all went, but like you know, they said, "Oh, what game do you want to go to?" And I saw that series. I was like, "Oh, we should go see the Seattle Mariners." Um, and, uh, and we did, but so like I had my Phillies t-shirt on, mm-hmm. but I had my Seattle Mariners hat on. Nice. So today I'm wearing a Pittsburgh Pirates hat because when Katie was in Pittsburgh and Adam was doing the stuff to the house, uh, I said, oh, you should get me a Pirates hat because she went to see a Pirates game at a PNC park out mm-hmm. there. Um, so that was, you know, so I was like, oh yeah, get me a hat. And she's like, she's like any kind. I'm like, ah, I don't fucking care. Like it's, no. it's kind of cool. Get a hat of the Pittsburgh Pirates from the, the yeah. stadium that they play in, so that's so that's why I'm wearing my Pittsburgh Pirates hat. But like, I don't. You're care like one of those people who are like they're like like diehard baseball fans that just like want to go see a game at like every stadium. I am like, actually actually you're just like I just yes. want a hat from every stadium. Yeah, that well, that's that's actually one of the things that like uh, Katie and I have talked Excuse about doing is is hitting. You know what I mean? All the all the different uh, MLB stadiums. So like even you know, you gotta go to Canada. So, so because yeah, we'd have to go to Canada. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. That's how, many what Can- it, how many Canadian teams are there? It's There's, all about. It's what it's all about. There's, There's only t- one now. Toronto, right? Toronto, Toronto yeah. Blue Jays. Yeah, there used to be the Toronto Blue Jays and the Montreal Expos, mm. uh, but the Expos uh, folded and moved to uh, Washington D.C., which hence brings us the Washington Nationals. Hmm. There you go, and I've actually seen a game at the National Stadium, and 
Yeah, you know, so I'll just get into it. I've seen, I've seen besides the Vet, which is what I what I grew up in, Metro Stadium here right. in Philadelphia. I've seen Citizens Bank Park, um, the Phillies, obviously uh, there many times. Um, uh, but I've also been to to the field uh, the, where the Nationals play. I've been to Wrigley, which is where we talked about before, where I almost, almost hooked, you, up, with you almost hooked Holmes. up with Katie Holmes. Yeah, you know, it came real close. I'm Damn. like pretty sure it was going to happen, um, but I had to I had to be like, listen, Katie. I'm just not. I'm just not here right yeah, now. Yeah, you know, it's really how it went. I'm, down. I'm just. I'm just here to watch baseball. I just want to watch baseball. Yeah. I don't just get that ass out of my face. I'm not emotionally available. I'm exactly. emotionally available for baseball. Exactly. I'm right trying now. to watch. You know what I mean? Jim no. Tomey here, and um and not not you. No. So yeah. So that's really how it went down. It's understandable. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and and I've also been to. Uh, um, I believe it's Safeco Field, or at least I think that's what it was when when I went to see him. We got to see. Uh, the Mariners played the Red Sox there, um, and that was pretty cool. And, yeah. So, but I will say this: I will say this about that stadium. I don't know why we're getting to baseball because we're not a baseball podcast. But um, so, love Chicky Pete's overall. You know what I mean? It's a Philadelphia staple. Chicky Pete's down at the stadium, crab fries, shit like that, right? So, I won't eat them at the stadium anymore after I was at Seattle because, because fuck it, because they charge like fifteen bucks for this thing of like fucking crab fries that are usually fucking cold and the, the American cheese is almost solid by the time you get to it. Yeah. And, um, but we're at, we're at, um, uh, in Seattle and I look down, like there's a stand, like we were sitting in the bleachers and, and there's a stand like right below us. And, um, it says old Bay five, old Bay fries, $5 crab fries, $15. Their crab fries were old Bay fries with, with fucking crab meat on lump top. crab meat on them. And I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I do wish that I had. It sounds like, um, I don't know. I think, I, I don't think I've ever mentioned it on the podcast, but I think I've mentioned it like six times today at Paul's house. Um, what? So, so Katie just texted me. I, I do keep my phone in case my wife needs me. And she says, I think our room, which our bedroom is directly above the Yachtsville record garage. Yeah. And she said, I think our room smells like hot dogs. <laughs> no no they smell like snoop's dogs yes they smell like snoop's dogs actually let me let me tell her that real quick that uh no it smells like snoop's dogs no it smells like snoop's dogs with two g's yeah this the snoop deal double g yes um i don't know what the fuck i was talking about this album yeah. This album. Yes, yeah, sorry, we're back to it. Yes, yes. Um, we were saying we were we were talking about how you can't like wear a t shirt and whatnot, but you can do it yeah. at sporting events. But um but yeah, go back to it, man. Your 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 feelings, your thoughts. Um feelings. like I said, I I I really fucking love this album. And there's something like there's um I talked about with doing something with Paul um when we so we we only each picked twenty five records. Mm-hmm. It's fifty two yes. weeks in a year. So we only have 50 weeks worth of episodes. So I talked to Paul about um, what I think we should do is we should, when we get down towards the end of it, buy an album that would have been on our tw- our 25 for season one if we owned it and have those be the last two episodes of the, of the year. For some reason, when I listen to this band, I want to... It makes me want to be in a band, mm-hmm. but for some reason, I want to make a band that's the Gaslight Anthem and that other band, the band that I talked to you about wanting to be that. That's going to be the album that I'm going to buy. 
I'm not going to tell you. I'm gonna, I'll tell oh, Yeah, I don't remember I'll, what album. I'll, no, I'll, no, no, no. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write it down. No, don't write it down. But yeah, for some reason. iPad. Yeah. For okay. some reason, it, that, okay. that's that's in my head the, the band that I want to do. Um, but yeah, just some. It's. The album's fucking catchy. It's catchy. It's, at points, it's fucking dancing. Like, yes. Yes. So, so it is a sol- solid lyrics, solid mm-hmm. music. One of the things that, that, honestly hits me about this this album and and you know i do it all the time with birmingham six when when we're playing like birmingham six if we're doing a pub show which is you know say we're playing at a bar for a four-hour time slot we just get up and we're like okay play this song next you know what i mean yeah um but if we're in a festival setting where we're playing like a half hour 45 minutes sometimes an hour and a half you know we're going straight through we will make up like a set list and generally i'm the one who makes up the set list yeah um i do ask the band for input sometimes i don't like their input but i still go <laughs> um but uh which is actually funny because a lot of times especially in those pub shows we sit there and i'll turn i'll turn to specifically to the brian to brian our drummer and i'll be like all right what do you want to play and i'll be like this and i'm like no i'll be like well this i'm like no <laughs> So he actually he turned he, to Joe and he's like, "Let's just do like twenty minutes of freeform jazz." Yeah, right. But but he's actually gotten to the point where I turn wait where I turn. I'm like, "All right, what are we gonna play?" And he just starts listing songs, and I don't say anything until I hear something. Where I'm like, "All right, cool." Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> but at any rate, so so when we do these shows, I make I make the set list, and 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 there is a lot that goes into making a set list for a show. And it's I feel like it's, it's like it's almost the same as making a mixtape for a girl to an extent. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It really is. And there's you know there's peaks and valleys and you know, you know, as as a musician, you have to keep in mind the different keys because if you do too much, and and it's actually a a proven thing that if you do too much in one key, people get bored. Your ears your ears get bored, and then yeah. people tend to tune out. So you got to mix that up, and you mix up the speeds, and you know what I mean. With us, because we do original songs, but then we also do like traditional songs, and then we'll do some like modern Irish music as well. I try to break up the set list in that way yeah. as well. So there's a lot that goes in goes into it and you know a bit of a thought process this album feels like a set list for a show it's like it's like it it feels like the way they put this together is that they have these like what is it 12 songs and they said we're gonna play this show and here's this is the order we're gonna play them in and they put it on the album that way to the point where you're six songs deep before you even realize you're six songs deep into the album, which is great, which is amazing. It's funny that you say that this album sounds like a plays like a set list. Mm -hmm. They closed the show that we saw with the song that closes this album. Yep. 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 So, and it's, but like I said, like, and, and, and I, I honestly, I would have been, when we saw them, they played it in the middle of the show, and they actually they did they did play it at the perfect time. So there, like I said, there is something to to a set list. Um, but I would have been just as happy if they opened with Great Expectations. Yeah, I forget what they opened with, but I think it was something off the Fifty Nine Sound, if if I recall. I'll tell you in a second. Um, but um, nope. you know, they they kind of played Great Expectations at the at the right time. But like that's a solid opener to to an album because you you had like you have like no, the, they played they opened with the Queen of Lower Chelsea. Oh. Which I don't know what the fuck that's for. And then they they oh because that was the slow thing they did. That's right. I didn't yeah, count they, that. They I played, didn't count that. Oh, as okay, but that was stupid. They opened with forty five. <laughs> they opened 40, with forty five. Yes, right, right. And which then is went good. Into yes. Old White Lincoln. Yes, yeah. And forty five is a good. Yeah, that's that's actually a pretty solid song off a of hand ring. Yeah. Um. So like I didn't even count the first song. Actually, I've totally forgot about it because I'm like, dude, is this how tonight's gonna go? Mm. Although I will say it was pretty cool because they were playing 
um, last Thursday night was the day after it was announced that Tina Turner had passed. And when they came out, they had a, uh, you better be good to me me playing as their, their walkout music, which I, I definitely caught the significance of it and thought Mm -hmm. that was, I don't know if everybody did, but I was like, Oh, fucking good. Good for you guys. Good for you guys. Like, I I remember you saying, I didn't realize that Tina Turner had passed. Mm -hmm. And you, I remember you saying, Oh, Tina Turner. Nice. And I'm like, yeah, cool, Paul. <laughs> Sweet, you know Tina Turner. And then, like, I was like, I woke up the next morning and I like was like just scrolling through my phone. I was like, oh, that's why that's, you fucking pointed out because yes, she died. Exactly. Right. It was like the day before, and wait, I think this hold hold that thought. Hold that thought. What are we holding? Hold that thought. Oh, hold oh, it. fuck! Wait a minute. Hold that thought. Oh yes, yes. Hold that thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to do the banana one. You got to do the banana right, one because it's the other. It's the other horrible beer. Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Thank you. <laughs> I almost forgot. Mm. Rest in peace, Tina. Yeah, right. Nope. It's a, it's nope. horrible. It's no, a, it's, no, I'm a, I'm all about that. You're all about that, I'm dude. About, I dude, think there's like two more in the. Dude, fucking... I'm about that in a big bad way. Really? Oh yeah. my god. Oh yeah. It's fucking. I mean, like I said, like the other one. I'm not gonna sit down and drink like a whole six pack of them. Uh-huh. But I could chill with like one or two of these. This is fucking delicious. Yeah. No. Dude. No. I don't. I don't. I fucking like this. I don't fucking like it at all. It's better than the mixed berry. Uh. No, that's for okay. I'll give it that. It's buried better than the mixed berry, but I think it. I think it's absolutely. I gave disgusting. the mixed berry a two point seven five. Oh, you found it on on yeah okay i'm gonna give this like a three and a half i enjoy this dude i think i think i gave both of them threes just be to just to be nice i didn't want to like you know what i mean but to uh to rusty rail i go i to be nice to rusty rail and untapped i gave them threes but on this podcast i'm like these are the worst beers i've ever drank in my entire life and i've drank it I've drinking some pretty bad yeah. beers. Uh, and just in case, this is also this is another fog monster, but this one is banana creamsicle. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I fucking I dig the banana creamsicle, dude. Yeah, th- this is another one of those albums too. It's like it's like it's a it's a it's a complete album as I, as I've said like you know like no song on that album doesn't fit on the album mm-hmm. like it doesn't feel like it's any it's all meat no filler yeah um it's a solid album which is why when we get to like our our you know our top three and uh-huh. our bottom one bottom one was really fucking hard for me on this one what's funny is actually even though I say that it's all meat and, and no filler the bottom one was not hard for me so when, when we get all to right. that that'll, that'll be interesting to see what your bottom one ended up being and and, and what mine is only 300 people have ever checked this beer in wow wow For, only 47 had checked in the barrier okay there you go there you go but uh i can see why because only 47 people probably wanted to drink it or felt nice enough to be like yeah let me check that in because everybody else is like this fucking sucks it's like it's like, the, like people listening to our podcast are like oh you made a podcast oh, okay so we'll listen. yeah you made a beer all right oh, we'll drink yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly i gave my friend tom who we went to a concert uh with the other i, I actually go go way back with tom and and finally he's like you know because he met you as well i'm like yeah my brother's on the podcast with me he comes back from taking a piss he's like yeah i, I subscribed to your podcast while i was taking a piss <clears throat> yeah i'll get around to it i don't really listen to podcasts i'm like oh well thanks buddy thanks which made me laugh because uh because trisha responded he was like how many hands do you have <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly but uh which actually back to that if you have not subscribed yet please subscribe on to whatever format you uh you listen to uh we've actually we talked about it like early on how we were surprised at how we were we were jumping up and we actually on on youtube have 41 subscribers now it's been at 41 for the last few weeks and that's okay like i fucking love all 41 of the you fact people. that there's one subscriber that's not me paul or katie yes <laughs> is, is, is great um but yeah it's been it's been kind of like stuck there at 41 for a while
while, and that, and that's fine. Um, but I appreciate everybody who subscribes. Yeah. And if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe, please, please, yeah, please, please. on whatever on whatever you know format you listen. We're to We're not your saying you have to fucking watch us talk. Yes. Actually, actually, well, fucking, okay, we're not that good to look at. So here's here's how this goes. We are, I you know, like I said, not. this is we not only is this um, we did we did make it very clear this is an advertisement for the Oddsville Record Garage, uh, which this album is actually listed on OddswellRecordGarage.com and I think excuse me Snoop think I even have a copy of this in house right now so as yeah I do so at of the time that you are um, watching this or we are recording this I have a brand new factory sealed copy of the Gaslight Anthem 59 Sound in-house right now. So if you went on to Oddsville Record Garage right now, clicked on the link that says the Country Hipster Podcast, and then the first link on that page will say albums we've talked about on the Country Hipster Podcast. The first thing that will be in that list of albums will be Gaslight Anthem, the 59 Sound. And this album yeah. is available for purchase right now. So if you don't have a copy of this fucking amazing album, you can go buy it from the OddsvilleRecordGarage.com. Speaking of... Um finals oh oh oh, wait wait before that before that so back to what i was saying (laughs) you don't have to watch the whole podcast but for our purposes watch 60 seconds if you watch or listen to 60 seconds of the podcast it counts as a view and a listen and that helps to monetize our podcast here (laughs) um it was very when paul and i were at the concert the other night it was very um it, it makes me feel good going to a show and being able to walk over to the merch table and buy a vinyl. Yeah, yes. Yep. Um, they had a copy of the 59 Sound on vinyl. They had American Slang on vinyl. And they also had the 59 Sessions on vinyl. Almost bought the 59 Sessions on vinyl. Okay. Um, but I didn't want to buy a vinyl in front of Paul not buying it from you could have i don't know i know about that but i just feel like i'm cheating on it. honestly one of the reasons i didn't buy vinyl was because because... anyone had to fucking deal with it no because that's why i didn't buy it because i wouldn't have to deal with it for the rest of the night no no i've i've done it i've I've, i buy it i buy vinyl at record at shows all the time and i hate going to the merch stand when it's super fucking busy Mm. um but um the the main reason i didn't even buy any vinyl when i was there for many of the bands that were playing um, was uh, because Katie specifically told me, don't go crazy buying T-shirts and shit. Mm. <laughs> um, speaking of the other bands you were playing, just to give a shout-out, uh, Oso Oso, Oso Oso was the direct opener, mm-hmm. and uh, Emily Wolf it was the opener. opener yeah, was the, the opener the first, opener. The yeah. first supporting act. Um, I was much more um, impressed with Emily Wolf yeah. than Oso Oso. Oso Oso was good. They were they were, they were Yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, Emily Wolf is an amazing voice, amazing guitar player. She actually even yeah, came she, out. She, she came did out time. And she, she did time, and she also did the Fifty Nine Sound with. Oh, them. that's right. She did do the Fifty Nine yeah. Sound with them. Yeah, she got out and played with an amazing guitar player. Um, as a not very good guitar player, I can at least recognize amazing guitar players. So check out Emily Wolf. She was she was she was she was right on. I think she said she's from Austin, Texas. Yeah. Um, Sounded sounded great. Sang great. Played great. So I was I was yeah. It was it was overall like kind of kind of cute. Yeah, she was kind of cute. Yeah, but, so you know, it's like it's the, it's the complete package, you know, mm-hmm. like Cary Grant. It's like me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, she um, she was good. The the overall, I do I do like the the uh, Wind Creek Event Center. That was the second time I saw a show there. Um, you know, oh, but back back to like what we're saying about like buying vinyl um at the at the uh, merch stand, which I do appreciate. Uh, we had talked about this um when uh, Frank was here for the Smiths episode about like. 
you know, like I, I do generally try to do that, especially for some of the smaller supporting mm. bands, um, specifically, you know, um, I say they also had Oso Oso vinyl. They did. They, they did. had, they had CDs as well, but mm. they also had one of their albums on vinyl. Too, they did. Which they did. I always thought was cool. Yep. Um, but like when skinny lister comes to town, like I generally try, like sometimes I'll buy multiple copies of their albums yeah. that I don't necessarily need because a lot of these, the, the, the smaller bands, the supporting bands, you know, the only way they're getting to the next city is if they, you know, if they sell merchandise, you know what yeah. I mean? Or they're borrowing like gas money, you know what I mean? So yeah. they don't, they don't have all the same, same type of, um, luxuries that some of, some of the, uh, the headline bigger bands names, have, too, you know yeah. what I mean? So. Um, the other thing that I thought was cool about, so yeah, so I do try to buy vinyl from, from the bands in general at the shows. You also get special pressings as well. Like I actually, yeah. and some, sometimes I'm a dick about it. So like the one time I bought, um, when I saw not a surf, um, I bought a, uh, special tour pressing of a record that I actually had zero intention of listening to. Um, I bought it for like 25 bucks and then turned around three days later and flipped it for like 50 bucks yeah. on Discogs because I could, you know, and I mean, it was, people a, it do was that a cool with everything. Thing. Like yes. there's always like shit that gets released at like San Diego comic-con. That's like, mm-hmm. con- like the fucking yeah. Funko pops. Right. They always release a San, yep. Di- San Diego comic-con exclusive thing. Yeah. But and then but, you find it online for like $800 yeah, two days later. But it's not, it's not like, um, it's not like not a surf needed me to necessarily buy that to, you know, to get yeah. to the next city. Not a surf's doing okay. Um, not a surf's going to be all right. Not a surf's a good band. Have you ever heard not a surf? No, I may, I may have, and just didn't realize it. Yeah. I the, know the name. There's the one song you would definitely, cause it was like, it's actually called popular and, it, uh, and it's, it, it's our most popular Is song. Is that one song from wicked? No. No, no, it's not, not in Wicked. Not, I know you're all about Wicked. No. If it's not in Wicked, you don't fucking know. If it's not in Wicked and it's not in Hamilton, what's the point? It's <sighs> a good point. Why are we? Why are we not just specifically talking about Wicked and? Hamilton? Can we get the? Can you get the Hamilton soundtrack on vinyl? Not anymore. Not anymore. Was, was it, could you get like the the original Broadway cast on vinyl? I, I bought it for Ethan for Christmas one year. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. It's like a it's like a, a three or four disc uh, box set. Um, oh, I actually wouldn't fucking mind that. That'd be kind of fucking Yeah, weird. and it comes with a booklet and whatnot, but it's like literally like a box set. And oh, it has yeah. the gold cover with the star, and he's like putting yeah. up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, so you could. It's just, it's discontinued now. So, mm. so I'm so sure. it's probably expensive as fuck. Right. Well, it was saying. expensive as fuck when I got it. Even at even at a wholesale price, it was expensive as fuck. Um, and uh, I gave it to, to them for Christmas that year. Um, I'm sure if I looked it up now, if like that pressing, and it was, it wasn't even an original press, it was a repress. Uh, it was probably, it's probably super fucking like, no, you know, I, it's I imagine. Like, you know, one of those expensive, uh, expensive records. Yeah. So, but, um, no, overall, man, 59 sound, great, great album. Um, I will say the, uh, the Gaslight Anthem seeing them live, which was, which was really cool. It, it kind of put like a different spin on this, on this, uh, this episode as well because we did get to see the band live right before we were record- yeah. recording the episode less than a week ago we we saw yeah. them so um so that was cool i would I, I, that was oh that was the other thing i said about their 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 show like i actually thought their light show was really fucking cool yeah they're I, I noticed that while we were while we were um while we were there i was like oh they they're doing it they're they're, oh, yeah. yeah, they're not just like you know. They're not just kind of having some like. There's some there's some interactive shit going on. Yeah, no, there was definitely you know, and you know, besides it being sunk up to to the beat, like they definitely had things that went on at the right time. But they also used like just these cool lights. I was like, oh, these fucking no. this actually looks really cool. Like, and I, and I thought I thought they did. I think actually this logo is what was like the on the big, was their like, backdrop. Like, you know, I it was think on the backdrop. Yeah. and um, 
and just the way they used the lights and had them set up and it was just like all right no they did it was no. it was definitely a complete show like i said the only thing that i would have changed is the covers that they did um i would have been like yeah how about you play three more songs off of the 59 sound instead of a bunch no. of fucking I mean, I like I like Pink Floyd, but I was never into like the '90s grunge sounds. So like, I would have, you know, I, I saw Alice in Chains, and they were one of the most boring bands I ever saw live. So I didn't really fucking need to see. I would I would be okay songs. with with two more songs, um, two more songs from the '59 sound. Or honestly, I would have been I would have been fine with a handful of songs across various various mm-hmm. albums. Um, but I don't know why I I can't remember. It bugs the shit out of me because I saw a video the one time of them doing a cover surprise, a cover of a Springsteen song. Okay. And they did a really good fucking job of it. Okay. And I to the for the life of me cannot fucking remember what Springsteen song it was. Okay. I know for a fact it wasn't Atlantic City. Alright. Which is like I feel like a song that gets this is a la- yeah, covered yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot. Yeah, it probably does. Um, yeah. In fact the only the first time I heard Atlantic City was because I saw Mumford and Sons and Mumford and Sons covered it live. Okay. I think they closed with um, with Atlantic City because I saw them in Camden. Okay, so um, so I saw um, I saw Frank Turner at the Fillmore in Philly. Um, it was actually his second show ever at the Fillmore, um, and it was the only time I I got to see Frank Turner. And uh, like um, I like it. Like Frank Turner, same thing with Gaslight Anthem, and like a lot of other bands have stopped doing the stupid encore thing like they're yeah. like in fact i said to paul i'm like it's I, I, that they they didn't do an encore it, it makes sense like if you don't like blink 182 but if you ever listen to uh blink 182's live album the mark tom and travis show that one point they talk about like he's like all right we're gonna leave but just wait because we're gonna be right the fuck back out here yeah, in a minute to play another fucking song like it is a very stupid thing and it's it's a stupid tradition it's a stupid thing like and honestly I would I would much rather have a band or an artist fucking put everything out there for for an hour hour and a half however long their set no. is and just fucking leave it all on the floor than have to go back and you know pretend that you know oh let me clap loud enough or stomp my feet so you come yeah. back like fuck it and you know um but, How uh, loud can we chant one more song? Exactly, exactly. Which honestly, as a, as a musician, especially when I'm doing like the solo stuff where I'm playing like a, I'm already playing like a three or four hour set. Set when people are like one more song, one more song, I'm gonna be like fuck you. That's like me walking into your job, and being like process one more TPS. Yeah, exactly, report. exactly. One more TPS report. One more TPS, TPS report. That's you know it. what I mean? Like why? You know what I mean? No, yeah. no, I'm fucking done. Like I'm seriously, I'm done now. Like that actually happened to me on a my show Sunday, is uh you know I played I played at a place and um, uh the horse where I play fairly regularly, uh the horse in Sellersville and um I was playing like four to seven and like this table came in at like quarter to seven you know mm-hmm. and they sat down and you know and and they they were into it I appreciate it. they were into it and I was just like all right just my last song or like where I just finished up the song or something like that. I'm like, wait, you're done already? Come on, I'm doing a little more. I'm like, nah, man, it's time for me to clock out. And that's that's how it is. It's yeah. like I'm, I'm you and you I'm and, clocking out now. You and you, know um, I mean? you and Frank talked about it. Yeah, and I was like, it, it's crazy. Like, like in my head, like you know, you always say, you know, you do something that you love and you never mm-hmm. work a day in your life. Right, right, but right. like, you're still working. You're still working. You're still like, working. It, it's it's crazy. I do like, love it. Yeah, I, I love that I get to to that, especially now. Um, I get to play music and I get to drink beer yeah. and, and I get, I get to do that for three or four hours. And you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's way better than the last job I've had or probably any other job besides that. But, um, 
it's still a job. And at yeah. the end of the day, I'm still, I'm still, you know, it's still, okay, it's time to clock out now. Like, you know, and every now and then, like, depending on the situation, I've had a few situations where I'm like, all right, fine, I'll do, I'll do one more for you. Sometimes it's usually a case of like, oh, I'm kind of like five minutes early anyway. You yeah. know what I mean? But usually it's just like, yeah, whatever. But I, I do appreciate the bands who really don't do encores. So like one of the situations I was, I was saying was I went to see Frank Turner and he doesn't do encores, but like what he did was at one point he kind of gave his band a break. Like he'd already played like probably for an hour straight, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the the rest of the uh, the Sleeping Souls, I think, is what he calls Frank Turner Sleeping Souls. They walk off stage, and he 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 pulls out acoustic guitar. He's like, "I want to play some more songs for you." And um, the first song he did uh, was "Thunder Road." by uh-huh. Bruce Springsteen nice. and did a fucking phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. version. Of it. And they, and they went on to play like three or four other acoustic songs. And then the band came on and probably did another 35 minutes. And, but like when they were done, they were, they were done. And I appreciate that. I appreciate bands who do that. who are just like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. like I'm just going to fucking leave it all out there. And that's what, um, that's what, uh, Gaslight did. And Tim Barry has like uh, a fucking great, I've seen Tim Barry twice a day. He, he, I love his line when he's done. He's like, all right, DJ play some dance music. And like, and that's it. You know what I mean? And then like some, something usually comes on yeah. something cool. It's like, all right, cool. Um, something that I realized when we were at the concert, mm-hmm. um, so we're getting old, Paul. Fuck yeah, we are. Um, it's like when I when I was a like when this album came out and I was going to shows, uh-huh. I was in the middle of the pit. I was fucking shoving people left and right. Yep. I was helping people. I was fucking boosting people up the crowd surf and shit. This show, like me and Paul were kind of towards the back of the room. Like we were in a crowd, but like not in a crowd that was kind of shoving around and stuff. And honestly, even the crowd in front of us didn't really look like they were shoving around. All there was much. there was not a whole lot. Of, there was a little bit of like moshing and, and dancing, and a little up and down, a little pogo going on. But overall, <laughs> like I actually. Uh, OK, so I am old. You're yeah. getting old. I am old. And I don't really dance anymore. I don't really, mm-hmm. you know, like when I went to see the, the This is Croydon Fest, I got into the pit and I skanked. Oh, by the way, this is here. Is also again from Bucks County Brewery. This is the Wood Ape Oatmeal Stout. It's a six percent stout. I haven't tried it yet, but it's cool, cool fucking label, cool ape on it. You know, once again, what was the one? Didn't I? Have? That was the Cinnamonster that we that had. That's what it was. It was like Cinnamon. a ten percent yeah, Cinnamonster. You know, I, I, like, I knew it was good. I'm like, didn't you give me something with fucking Bigfoot on it? That's why. That's why I just checked this real quick. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, oh, okay, it's only six percent. I will drink mm. this now as we're getting like, you know, we're kind of we're we're heading towards wrapping up. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, okay, I could still drink this and be functional tomorrow. Um, so I'm I'm very interested again. Bucks County Brewery in Piper, Pipersville. I'm trying to do a little crossover stuff between. Um, Ottsville Record Garage and uh, the Country Hipster Podcast and Bucks County Brewery, which is like 10 minutes from my house, which is pretty fucking amazing. Um, so check out their stuff. If you're up in Bucks County, check out the Bucks County Brewery. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm old. I'm old. And I realize this and I'm okay with it. And, no. and I was the guy who like, I, did, we, did we talk about it on a podcast when I went to see Guar and I was like, didn't want to get into the yeah. meat grinder? Okay, so we did talk about it. So like, but like, that was me. And I was always getting put up and I was always like stage diving and all this kind of shit. And I didn't care if people moved and I hit the fucking ground. I got right back up and, yeah. you know, like I would go see the dead milkman back to Trocadero and I was all fucking about it and like dancing around and all that kind of shit. I've been kicked and I've been punched and I've been thrown yeah. down. I broke my nose in my very first pit ever and it was like fucking glorious but now i am at the time you will be viewing this it will be past my birthday so i will be officially 47 years old 
Um, and I'm not as young as I used to be. Yeah. Um, so I, I tend to hang towards the back. Although I will say that when Katie and I, um, it was like our second date, we went to see, um, uh, skinny Lister and the interrupters. And, uh, I don't know if I was trying to impress her, um, or if I was just really happy or what, but I was straight in the pit. I was straight going at it. And I, <laughs> cool, cool fucking story. Is I turn I turn to this guy who's like like you know bigger guy you know like he's definitely younger. I'm like yo buddy yo, he's like he's like what's up? I'm like I gotta go I gotta go up. And Katie's like what? I'm like here hold my glasses, and, and he's like wait really? I'm like yeah man. He's like uh, okay. I'm like and I could tell he never done. I'm like put your hands like this, and then when I put my foot in, you just fucking throw me. And he's like really? I'm like yeah. <laughs> so so he does that. I get him. He just fucking he's like all right. He just fucking throws me. I'm going. I'm fucking like. I just imagine this dude just like ah. Yeah, I know. I know. You're fucking 1,000 pounds. But, so, ooh, that's nice. It's one thing. I've never crowd surfed before. Oh, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I suggest it before you get too old. Yeah. So, so he throws me up. I'm crowd surfing. And, you know, they just push you up to the front. And then the fucking security guards grab you and pull yeah. you over the barrier. Fucking coolest thing fucking happened, though. So... Um, the Amy, security guard is a guy I went to high school with. No, no. Well, I mean, that's completely <laughs> possible, but it wasn't. So Amy from the Interrupters, um, what she was, and she was doing it through the show. She was coming down and going through the thing and come up the other side of the stage. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So right as they pull me over, she's coming by and stops and like taps me on like the shoulder. Like, oh, <laughs> nice. Like, like, it was almost like, good for you, old man. Good for you. And then I was like, thank you. You're doing great. And I like, gave her a pat on the back. So, so that was good that job, was, grandpa. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much like how it went. So, so that and like this is Croydon Fest. I got in the pit for a little bit for a uh, fishbone, but a Scott, but a Scott. Pit is completely different than yeah. than like a, a Scott like a pit. Punk, a Scott punk pit. Pitter. You're yeah. not going to get your bro- nose broken. Exactly. Exactly. So you're not you know, get thrown into the meat grinder. But yeah, man. No, I am at that point where like when we, when we went to see when me Katie and I went to see Flog and Molly back in February. I've been in the pits for Flog and Molly. You know what I mean. But I stood in the back and I tried to get a spot like center and just kind of try to just like look at it all and yeah. take it all in and enjoy the music for what it is. Um, I might dance a little bit in my little spot, but I'm I'm probably not getting in the pit anymore, man. I just imagine you like off, you and Katie just off by yourself, and you're just in the background. Like, that's that is that, that's exactly kind of how it goes. And then she keeps like taking steps away from me. I'm like, yeah. where are you going? Where are you going? What am I embarrassing? Uh, that's a better. The acoustics over here are better. <laughs> yeah, this oatmeal stout's nice. This uh, is like. You know, sometimes you I, get, I enjoy no milk stout. You get stouts that are just like that bitter biting. Mm-hmm. This is not. This I is. See, I, but I enjoy that bitter biting. I, I enjoy the bitter biting as well, um, depending on the stout. But this here, try this. Try this real quick. This is just a really smooth. It's like, it's more porterish the way that the way that oh, it drinks. No, oh, you got the fucking mango. Yeah, I got the mango. Got to get the mango mouth. <laughs> Adam has mango it's mouth. The weirdest fucking. Got that mango mouth. <laughs> the mango mouth. <laughs> that's gonna. That's gonna be your new. Uh, your new. Uh, it is really good. It's really smooth. It is. It is. It's really smooth. And there's and there's a there's another one in there for you. So, um, but yeah. So overall, yes, I am old, and I'm gonna hang out at the back of the pit, and that's but fine. I, will say, I, pro- so- I probably dance more physically when I'm playing a, a festival set with the band than I do going to see a show. Um, before. We saw the Gaslight Anthem four, five days ago, four days ago, whatever uh-huh. the hell it was. Um, the last concert I went to was, I think, 2000. I'll tell you in two seconds when I find the um, find the video on my phone. Um, 
my my brother my our other brother Zach and uh or as we say on Summer Movie Club, friend of the podcast, Zach. Okay. Um and I went to see um excuse me. We went to see Taken Back Sunday, December eleventh, two thousand twenty one. Okay. So before at before uh Gas Anthem, the last show I went to was in twenty twenty one. Okay. At uh, we saw Take It Back Sunday at the Starland Ballroom for their holiday show. Oh right, right, yeah, you were talking and, about um, that. That was cool. And we were kind of in the cr- we in the back. We were in the middle area. We weren't in the pit. We weren't standing against the wall. We yeah. were kind of in the middle. Um, but I was saying to Zach at that show, I'm like, it's kind of funny um, because before that, I couldn't even tell you the last fucking concert that I went to. Well, I think um, I think that happens when you you yeah. know because at that point you're like late twenties having you know two young kids it, it yeah. you know your your priorities was, I couldn't tell you the last concert that I didn't like go to the last concert that I go, I went to that I wanted to go to I've right. taken my daughter to a couple concerts but we had like seats for that yes um but uh, I said to oh him, you know what's fucking great about that you don't have to worry about an obstructive view if you take Haley to a show. Hundred percent. You don't have to. You'd be like, hundred percent. Like, yeah, I'm gonna pay less money for the obstructive view because I'm gonna fucking pick those seats because I don't mm-hmm. fucking want to see this band. And it's not like she could see it, so it's fucking perfect. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's amazing. It's perfect. Yes. Um, Benefits to having a blind child. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I said to Zach, I'm like, I, I think it's funny that like when like you know. When 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 we went to see Take It Back Sunday for their ten year anniversary Tell Your Friends tour, mm-hmm. we were up at the bar for the opening acts, mm-hmm. which is something I never did. I mean, I was underage, but like it's yes. something like, in yeah. my head, like you got there as early as possible, you got as mm-hmm. close to the stage as possible. Yeah. You stood there and fucking grudged through the fucking opening acts to see the fuck be as close to the gate as uh-huh. you could for the for the for the headliner. Yeah. Um but um like you know, I it's it, it was crazy to see just the the evolution of like oh like these people that I was probably at the same fucking concert with ten years ago were you know going crazy and jumping all over the place and now we're all just kind of standing in the middle area uh-huh. with a beer yeah like it's it's weird being able to watch an entire show drinking a beer drinking a beer like just being you know honestly being a little comfortable you yeah. know what I mean so yeah no I get it I get it I, absolutely man but I am old so you're yeah. getting old I am old. Um, and that's okay because, you know, like we've talked about that, how like music today is not necessarily for us. Shows today aren't necessarily for us. And the bands yeah. that we do go see, it's like kind of like a nostalgia thing. They're not, they're not doing yeah. the same shit they used to, you know? Yeah. I mean? Like the bands that I feel like the bands that I, I'm going to see, like I just saw a, um, I was just talking to Paul about taking my daughter to see, um, a band, a show in October where, uh, one of the bands, she, one of the, her favorite bands is one of the opening acts. I was looking up tickets and I was searching the venue. Uh, the band Thrice uh-huh. yeah. is doing their 20th anniversary tour yeah. of the album Artist in the Ambulance, uh-huh. which is fucking ridiculous. That's been 20 years for you. Because yeah. I remember that, like, I remember that album coming out. Like, I don't know. I forget. We just talked about it on the podcast, but um, the the 20th anniversary of Tell Your Friends is mm-hmm. most likely coming up soon. Yep. 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 Um, yep. So yeah, like we we're we're going to shows that are they're doing. Excuse me. See, but that's the thing I like. Like we talked about um, the show that we would the Gaslight Anthem show we'd have loved to have seen was the last yes. time they came around when where they, they were literally the played the entire sound. Yeah. 59 sound album, which would have been fucking great. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, all right. So, so. Uh, say, speaking of the 59 sound album, Paul, what's your favorite songs? 
Top three. Oh no, we got to get to something before that. Oh, what's the? Because our feelings about the fifty nine sound. Oh, are oh, not it's nearly we're, as important. We are mere. We are mere peasants. We are peasants. in the world of uh, musical critique, but the the true ruler of the land is Regina. Is Regina? Is Regina? My daughter I Regina. You said we have we, we have, Regina yes, first. I'm sorry. Yes, we have the Regina factor. Um, which actually it's funny because, uh, the Regina factor became a thing because of of Zach and his yeah. in his drunken mind he came up with a really good idea right before he fell asleep. Actually, he probably fell asleep. I have to go back. He probably fell asleep and woke up. It was kind of like that scene from Semi Pro. He's like. I met my mom in heaven. I met my mom, and she told me she told me about the alley oop. She told me about the alley oop, and we have to talk about the Regina factor. By the way, Zach's mom is not dead. <laughs> so, so our, my stepmom mom is, is my mom, <laughs> and she is alive and well. We are very happy about that. My my birth mother is is unfortunately not with us anymore. Regina, yes, yes, yes. But uh, yes. Mama Regina, let's. Re- Let's let's start. Mama with, Regina. Let's start referring to your mom as Mama Regina. Mama Regina. Mama Regina. Mama Regina. Mama Regina. Mama Regina. But although it's funny because I always grew up referring to her as Aunt Regina. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that works too. Yeah. yeah, you go with that. But okay, so so my daughter Regina, who is six months old at this point, um, her her feelings of um the album are what matters the most, mm-hmm. and on the Regina factor of this. Um, so I did play this for her actually a few times, right? And it, you know, it is hard. You're trying to like, it's like a, like a, like a, it's like a stage parent trying to force like relive vicariously. Yes, yes, yes. You're just like, she didn't like it at first. You're like, no, you fucking listen to it. No, actually, no, that's not even a thing. It's just, it just happened that I happened to play it for her. So, so the fact that I was able to play it for her a couple times shows that she actually does like it, which she okay. does. And here Good. here was the like factor she on can, this. She can live. Yeah, she can live. <laughs> Here's the like factor of this is that, um, again, I do a list a lot if, like, we're running around somewhere, a food shop, and sometimes I just take her for fucking rides. Like, I'm like, fuck yeah. it, let's go for a ride, and we'll drive around uh, Upper Bucks County. And um, I put on the album. The last time I put it on for her, I put the album on, on for her. Generally, this child falls asleep by the time we hit the end of my driveway. We've talked mm-hmm. about this. Um, but she was up, and which was fine, and and we're driving, and she was she was up, and she was listening. Like this mm. this this kid, no lie, she she loves music, and she is very expressive to music, and definitely you can tell when she's tuned into something. Yeah. And so so we were driving, and she was up, and she kind of was like staring off and listening to it, and was not necessarily reacting, which you kind of say is like, well, maybe that's indifferent, but it's not because she, she, the album she doesn't like, she fucking lets me know she doesn't like it. And until I change it, she, she's very vocal about it. Um, but she, she did fall asleep during it, which is normal because we're driving around. But the fact that she sat there and just kind of was like, you could tell she was actually listening to it. gives you the like. So, this she's is episode she, 10. She's just driving like, I hope we don't hear Marley's chains we forged in life. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, God, God, I don't have to listen to say anything again. <laughs> um, so um, of the 10 albums, this is episode 10. Of the 10 albums, we have five likes, two dislikes, and three indifference from mm-hmm. Regina. So so 50% of the albums we've done, Regina has liked. So that's, that's a good thing. Do you – I forget um, – I've been meaning to keep track. I've been I've been keeping more track of, um, of the the streaks uh-huh. and not how many of each. Who? How many of yours have we done? And how many of mine have we done? Two, three, four, 
five, six of yours and four of mine. Okay. Yep. Yep. You you were at, it is at six six to four. Okay. Um. So um. Actually, let me write that down. Two four. Um. Okay. So as you were getting, so we do the we did the Regina factor. Um. And we know that Regina likes this album. Um. You want me to do my top three songs yeah, first? Do, okay. Give me your top three. My top three songs are um. I know it's an obvious one, but number one, flat out number one, Great Expectations. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite song on the album. Number two, Miles Davis and the Cool. Okay. Okay. Great song. Great live song. I was looking forward to seeing that live. Honestly, I was disappointed in the crowd seeing that live. Mm-hmm. Because that, that part was like, down, down, down. You know, I'm yeah. expecting the crowd to be like, yeah, down, yeah. down. And nobody did that except me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to stop doing this because I'm in the back and no one can see it and nobody else yeah. is doing it. So fuck you guys. But no, that was that was really good. Um, that's my second favorite song on the, on this album. And uh, my third favorite song, which they did not play, which I get, like, if they did an encore, this would have been a perfect song to open the encore with. Um, and I'm okay with them not playing. I would have liked to have seen them play it. Um, but uh, Here's Looking at You, Kid, yeah. is my number three. I would I would put, I think, I so, like I said earlier, I used to consider Tell All Your Friends my favorite album. Mm-hmm. I consider this my favorite album now. Okay. I consider Here's Looking at You, Kid, my favorite, current favorite song. Okay. All right. Um... Just the the fucking uh, fuck. What is the lyric? Uh, boys will be boys and girls have those eyes that'll yeah. punch you to ribbon sometimes. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. All you can do is wait by the moon and bleed if it's what she says you ought to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how I said the the opening line to Fifty Nine sound got me when I heard that fucking line. I was like, Oh, that's a, the fucking. A lot of these songs are about being in an abusive relationship with a girl. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that that fucking uh, and the other the other line that really gets me from um, here's looking at you, kid, is uh, uh, often waiting diners a million nights without her, hoping she won't cancel again tonight, mm-hmm. and the waiter served my coffee with a consolation sigh. Mm-hmm. I fucking love which like, which which actually relates back to great expectations. Yeah, you know, because he talks about you know it burnt down the diner where mm-hmm. I always used to find her. You know, um, so you know I think I think of of all the because they do t- he talks about like four or five different girls um, or women. Um, in that here's looking at your kid and that verse which is also the longest about whatever it's I think kinda, it's Janie I, yeah. it's about Janie I, I think that like of, of all the women he's talking about in that album I think and this is my theory this is theoretical I don't know I, I haven't talked to Brian Fallon ever yeah. definitely not recently and not ever um, but um, I think but Janie we, but you, is almost, a, you almost fucked him on Thursday. I did almost fuck him on Thursday. I did. Yeah, I, I mean, did. you guys were I, in the same room. It was and, statistically your highest chance of fucking him right there. But then I was like, I don't really like Blues Travelers. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, Janie, who he talks about like at, at mm. the, the, the verse in length, is probably the real person in that song. Yeah. Like, the actual, actually, it's probably who that song is about because uh, it gives the most, um, the, the longest biggest and probably yeah, yeah. most significant it's, it's course spends to, the most time to which me, is yeah. probably the same same woman he's talking about in great expectations yeah. um so yeah i would go or it could be gwyneth paltrow yeah could go either way did he date gwyneth paltrow no but there was that movie great expectations oh. with gwyneth paltrow and ewan mcgregor <laughs> i forgot i host the movie robert de niro i, I, I host the movie podcast you do it's it's pretty uh, <laughs> uh so yeah i would i would put here's looking at you kid at number one uh-huh um like i said the thing that really got me going on the gaslight anthem was that opening fucking line of i hope it's something quiet and minor and peaceful and slow in the 59 sound 
Um, so Sorry, Snoop Snoop's a little Snoop's drawn little, out. Yeah. yeah uh, so so I'm gonna put Fifty Nine Sound at number two, and I'm gonna put I just like how fucking catchy and how dancey it is. I'm gonna put Old White Lincoln. At, like, oh, at yeah. number three. Yeah, solid, yeah, solid songs. Like, all solid songs. Um, so, least favorite. I'm interested to hear yours. Least favorite's rough. Um, I might go Casanova, baby. Okay. What are you going? So, okay. So, I'm going with Even Cowgirls Get the Blues. I have a fun... I have an interesting thing about this, right. so continue. But, but here's what I'll say. But, like, as as I say, Even Cowgirls Get the Blues is my least favorite song on this album. As I said, that the, that it is... Um, this album feels like a set list put mm. together for a, for a live show. Where that song comes in in this album is the perfect time for that song to come in at the yeah. album. But um but no that's that's like like if they if if we were seeing this and they were doing this straight through and this was their set list when they started playing that I would have been like I'm going to go grab another beer or I'm going to take a piss and then you know end with those last three songs. Yeah. So um for so you 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 use Spotify. I use Apple Music. Uh-huh. Um, every once in a while, there'll be something on Apple Music where it won't. So, Apple Music, you know, it's like a subscription, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like like Spotify. Mm-hmm. You pay a subscription, you have access to all this fucking music. But every once in a while, there's like one or two songs where it's like a premium thing. Yeah, yeah, it's just fucking. Stupid. I don't think even Cowgirls Get the Blues was premium, but for some reason, I don't know why. Every time I would listen to this album. It would play Casanova Baby, and Casanova Baby would finish, and Meet Me by the River's Edge would really? start. For some reason, it would constantly skip over even Cowgirls Get the Blues. Yeah, Spotify didn't do that. Yeah, I Which, don't know. Which, by the way, this podcast is available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah, I say we're also available on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> so. um, I, don't, I don't know why it would do it, but yeah, so like, for like the one time, and it was weird because I was listening to it, the listening to the album, and it didn't skip even Cowgirls Get, uh, Get the Blues. Hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is this song? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Snapple yeah. thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, so that brings us to our next segment and probably the most important segment mm-hmm. of the um the podcast. As I, Adam said. I can see Paul's numbers. You can see my numbers. <laughs> um, as Adam said, he has six albums to my four albums. So you know, um, I've always said all along that albums uh, that I think that Adam's albums are going to overall be more valuable than mine. And we are heading towards that direction for our Discogs value. Um, just a reminder, uh, we just automatically set our uh, condition at very good plus across the board. We don't grade the covers because Adam's cover got water damage. All minor fucking water damage. water damage. And that In fact, affect- about this with this album, not only is it water damage, if you take out the liner notes, yeah, the like- card for... For the, the download free card. MP3 download is permanently stuck to the liner notes, so yes. you can't read the lyrics for the backseat. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so, but like we, we, you know, we're just doing it based on a very good plus across the board, regardless of who's, um, you know, the condition or the the pressing or anything like that. So, what you do have, what I personally personally bought for myself and ended up giving to you. As a uh, 2012 reissue on 180 gram vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, 180 gram vinyl is a thicker vinyl, standard vinyl. I do not recall offhand, um, but I do have the Google but, machine. But you said uh, the 180 the 180 grams tend to be a higher quality. They do. 180 yeah. gram is a higher quality. 200 gram. Um, I've never seen a 200 gram. Oh, I've I have a few. 200 grams are nice. So um, hold on one second. What? 
what is the standard weight of a vinyl record? And what's the street value of it? It's about forty grams, right? So oh a shit, so a normal, forty to one hundred and eighty. Yeah, so right, so a normal a normal pressing is well, it says you know vinyl records range in weight from forty to one hundred eighty grams. So you'll see, but but honestly, I think they're probably more in that forty to eighty gram mm -hmm. area. Um, you know, if if you don't know you know what a gram is the way i do it is i think about okay if i bought a gram of weed this is how how much it would weigh <laughs> if you don't know what a big. gram is it's about 30 bucks <laughs> exactly <laughs> so um wait where are you buying a gram for 30 bucks what kind of fucking I shit do, is that i don't buy drugs okay. dude, so i don't know I don't, what is it what does a gram go for uh, it's not much like, what's a gram of regs go for <laughs> Uh, it depends. Depends if you're getting a, a Germantown Brown or you're getting some good shit. I bought a one time like I, ten, ten to like ten to like twenty bucks. Depending right, one, on how one time good I is. bought a dime of Heddy's off a kid for like fifteen bucks. Okay, all right, that's not bad. That's not bad. Did, did I get robbed? No, probably not. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So 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 standard. You know, I mean, even you know when you get into that hundred fifty grams, because there's a. a uh, third man music who is a Jack White's music mm -hmm. label they do a lot of stuff on 150 grand they don't necessarily go to all the way to 180 uh, all um, you know that's generally when they start to um, advertise like hey this is 150 grand below that they're not really advertising it. So, yeah, so it's probably like, like in that. You're like, whoop de doo Yeah, it's usually at 80. 40 to who 80 grams. So that's like when you, especially when you see older represses mm -hmm. um especially from like the early 80s late 70s early 80s where it seems like the record's really fucking flimsy it is yeah. it is really fucking flimsy um yeah there's some in my collection where i'm like mm. yeah yeah like that Jesus. that um a perfect example the willie nelson right mm -hmm. we talked about it's like an early repress that's probably like 80 gram maybe you know yeah. what i mean like um 40 60 80 grams something like that um but um so so like i said third man does a lot of 150 gram pressings everything mobile fidelity at least for their for their basic you know general you know mobile fidelity sound stuff is 180 gram vinyl mm -hmm. 200 gram vinyl um there are some special pressings in 200 gram vinyl but uh specifically analog productions does a bunch of shit that's remastered to 200 um 200 gram pressings usually what they'll do is they'll do it on a 200 gram. It's 45 RPMs. Um, so the smaller, the, the the quicker the RPM, the better the sound quality. Then the mm. fucking 200 gram vinyl, which usually on a two record set, is fucking amazing. Like when you pay 70, 70, 75, $80 for um, a record from Analog Productions, you are absolutely 100% getting your your, your yeah. money's worth. It's, what it's, the, it's absolutely, there's, absolutely amazing. There's a standard 12 inches, usually 33. Uh -huh, 33 and a third. 33 and a third. And then the we ha you have a 45. Mm -hmm. 70... 78 78 yeah okay. nobody wants fucking 78 no fuck 78. i i say that my old my the turntable that's sitting over in the corner mm -hmm. that could do it has yeah. a yep. 78 setting that, that big console i used to have 78 this this console that we're going to be turning into a dry bar probably has a 78 setting mm -hmm. like you know the older things you know that way when like people went from victrolas to records they could still play their shit but they really can't um no. 78s that nobody wants 78s so at any rate you have a you have there a 212 reissue at 180 gram vinyl 2012 2012 sorry um 180 gram val uh, vinyl and it is valued at very good plus at 16 dollars and 24 cents uh upping it to 17 dollars which is a little bit 
less than um, the suggested retail of, of a brand new factory sealed record. I say they were selling it at the show for 25. Right, right. And that would be brand new factory sealed. Yeah. And this is a very good plus. So, um, you know. If you remember, when you were looking up the value, you were having issues. What was the issue you were having? I wasn't having issues. There were just a lot of different. Oh, okay. There's just pressings. a lot of repressing. There's, there's the original pressing, and there was like a repress in like 2008, and then there's a 2012, and then there's actually a, which actually is what I have on the shelf here is like a, a 2022 or 2023 reissue as well. You know. Yeah. Um. So like I said, there's just, and that happens like when you were when you're re repressing an album or doing a new issue of it or something like that, like. You're looking it up on Discogs, and sometimes there's like a list of like fucking thirty different listings of it, thirty different pressings from all different yeah. pressing plants. So, you know, it becomes a thing. So, and the way the way you figure it out is by the etchings. You look at the etchings and the dead wax, or the runoff, and um, that generally pinpoints it. Which you know, we were sitting there, you were there doing it while yeah. you know, were there while I was doing. It. I was like, oh, okay, there it is. Um, so I did find it. Um, you know, and this was even without the knowledge of when I bought it. I knew when I bought it. Yeah. Um, so running totals. As of today, like I said, you you have me beat by two records as of right now. Um, your running total is two hundred and two dollars. My running total is at one hundred and seventy dollars. So you have me at thirty two dollars. You have me beat by thirty two dollars as of right now. But we still have forty records to go in season one speaking of those 40 records mm -hmm. paul yes would you like to figure out what we're going to cover next i would love to figure out what we're covering let's, uh, next let's bring out the box of mike if you happen to follow us on the instagram which if you don't you should follow us on instagram country uh, hipster podcast country hipster podcast on instagram paul posted a picture of our brother mike holding the box of mike yes. this weekend yes, we so. did. is it my pick am i am i i, have the, no I think i am i think i think you pick, i think you did pick this out because you were really excited to show me it yes you picked out last week i don't remember yes you did we should start making note of this yeah it doesn't really matter but no you do because if we have guests it's going to get all weird yeah all right so right now you were on a two record streak yes all right um, i think the i think the 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 most either of us have had is a two record streak. yes you thought you had the hat trick but you forgot about I, the specials i, I remember that i drink too much and i don't remember yes. that we record episodes i'm dropping envelopes everywhere god um, damn it so Let's see. Let's see if I get the first hat trick. Or you get you, the hat trick, yes. Or, or if you kill the uh, kill the streak, break yeah. the streak, and try to add to my value, which which is kind of cool too, because you know here's the thing. I mean, even if you go on like a ten record streak, eventually we're gonna get ten records of mine that are gonna be yeah um, listened to. So we're mixing it up even more. Adam mixed it up. I'll mix it up even more. And I got I'm dropping shit. Thirty nine. All right, so thirty nine. I can tell. I dropped the glass cleaner. Oh, God damn it. It's a pink one, so chances are it's mine. It's mine. Is it's it? It's mine. What do you got? I'm looking forward to this. Violent Femmes, Violent Femmes. Oh, nice. Yes, where is it? Uh, pull this you down. You pull, pull that Violent Femmes. Yeah, let me see. Excuse me, Snoop. Uh, oh, God damn it. Dropping scissors. Uh, where the fuck is it? There. Nope. Did, did they move my fucking records around? So we talked about on. Let me get another hot dog. Probably want another hot dog. I'll take. I'll take another Snoop's dogs. Little Snoop's dogs going on. Uh, so we talked about on the one episode. Paul decided to start rearranging my alphabetical, uh, uh, alphabetically arranged records. 
while our brother Mike was here this weekend, he threatened to open all of the envelopes in the bike. I would have fucking killed him. So it's just common nature for the older brother to fuck with the younger brothers in some way. Absolutely. So, you know, um, like I said, there's always, there's always differences in season one and season two. We talked about that. Like season one, me, Michael and Brian, we, we used to steal each other's porn mm-hmm. and we wouldn't talk about it. We would just do it. And then that's my porn until you steal it back. Um, you and Zach, um, used to steal each other's clothes and then Kylie's porn. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, yeah. just, you know, whatever it's, you know, it is what a it is. A lot of furry stuff. A lot of furry stuff. I can yeah. see that. And then, uh, you know, but either way, there is a universal season one, season two. We're always going to fuck with each other. Yeah. And we're always going to fuck with each other in some way, shape or form. Um, so, so yeah, so we are, um, I'm, I'm this, it, so when I talk about, like we had talked about, um, when we started putting our list together of albums that, because if you really think about it, sit there and think about your 25 all time favorite albums that, that you like, whether they're be on vinyl or not, I guarantee you will probably jump through five to 10 very quickly. But then after that, it gets a little difficult. This is one of the albums that always jumps to like my top five. Any if anybody ever asks mm-hmm. me, what's your top five favorite albums? This definitely is in my top five. Um, honestly, this might be my one or two. To be honest with you, it's uh, like, and when you think about it, I always go back to listen to it. I'm gonna probably go talk too much. I don't want to turn this into a Violent Femmes episode as of yet. That's next week. But um, I am pretty pretty excited about this. Um, especially especially this album great album great album from a great band um so i'm just gonna shut up now. to um to to lend to you know there's a probably like 10 albums that come straight to mind mm-hmm. when i was making my list there were definitely 10 that came right to mind but then it was at a point where my records i lived away from my records for i've lived away from my records for like three years at this point i feel like yeah um so i forgot what was in my collection yep so yeah. I had to go back. Like I, there were ten that popped up right away, and I was like, "Fuck! What else do I own on vinyl?" What's funny about this is that we are sticking specifically to um, the stuff that we um, have in our collection. There are albums. I will say there are albums in my twenty-five that aren't necessarily my favorite album from that band. It's just that I don't have it in my personal yeah. collection. So. Like I think you said with the with the specials episode, you would have you're if I you, would have put a different Sky album. Yeah, on you would have had a different mm-hmm. Sky album if you had it, but mm-hmm. you don't. Yep, 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 yep. So, so there we go. Next week, next week's episode, Violent Femmes, Violent Femmes debut album. Um, I actually have a thirty fifth anniversary pressing of it. Um, I think they're up to the fortieth. Jesus. Anniversary pressing of this, so it's a, it's a great album. And I was talking about feeling old because the band was putting out their 20th anniversary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I am really looking forward to this. I have broken Adam's streak. We have a possibility of a special guest on this one. Yeah. Interesting. We do. We do. Not um, Snoop. Not Snoop. Not Snoop's not, I mean, Snoop will be around. He, you know, he's got to oversee things. He's sure got to make sure everything's, right. yeah. Yep. And, um, yeah. So, uh, do you got anything else to add there, sir? <laughs> Just the fucking Snoop Dogg. You could enter to win Snoop's Lowrider by texting Snoop's Ride to 839 863. I did that. 
Did you? And I, and I got a message back like, we do not know what you're talking about. It was pretty funny. We had, I got a message back that just said, fuck you. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for putting up with me and Paul eating fucking hot dogs. Exactly. No, no, no. They're not regular hot dogs. They're, they're Snoop Dogs. They're Snoop Dogs. They're Snoop Dogs. We're yeah. eating Snoop Dogs. Coming out to a store near you this summer. Yes. Yes. Snoop, if you if you see this and you hear this, you, you, fucking, you, you fucking let us know. I don't want any money. I just want you to be on the Country Hipster Podcast no. and fucking retweet that shit so that yeah. everybody else goes to subscribe to Country Hipster Podcast. But on that note, it is time to... Bye. Bye.